0: Hello. Today I'm with Warren Coleman. Uh, Warren is a former member of the Cassinets Club, a great comedy combo from days gone past, and was a writer and director on Happy Feet, and a writer on Happy Feet Two.
1: That's right. Gee, that's pretty good. Uh, you've recalled that information. That's uh,
0: well, you did tell me about two seconds ago. I know, but I know I'm getting old, but I'm d- not no, that old.
1: Sharp. That's what I say. Sharp.
0: I'm Jimmy Thompson. This is a flat chat wrap. Warren. Yes, Jimmy. Well, welcome to The Wrap. Thank you so much. You know, I feel very wrapped to be well, here. <laughs> You're wrapped, yes. Um, and You couldn't possibly know this, listeners, but uh, Warren lives so close to me, I can, he could actually turn around in his chair and look at his apartment block. But I won't do that because it'll be squeaky. It'll be Jimmy. squeaky. It's a very squeaky chair. And despite that, we meet... Probably what about once every two years <laughs> we, <That's laughs> we right. bump into each other and That's remember right. that we quite like each other. That's right. It turns out we're actually pretty good mates, but who knew? Yeah, and uh, yeah, and and then people just w- watch us gabbling, <laughs> doing two years of conversation. That's true. In one stretch. That's true. You know. That's true. So we are here today to talk about apartments because um that's probably something you don't talk a lot about I would think not normal well you'd be surprised my my uh,
1: my conversation has steered more towards apartments in recent times because uh
0: you're purchasing.
1: We're purchasing one, and at the same time selling the one that we've been in for almost thirty years. So wow, it's a long yeah. T- t- yeah. I, I tell you what, uh, Peter Packup is a is a, a, a <laughs> he's difficult to dislodge after oh, thirty I, years. I th- he he think, leaves a lot
0: of stuff around. I think you just leave. You know, <laughs> you put a sign on a on a, a pole in the cross saying this: the doors <laughs> to this flat will be open. <laughs> Pop in, take <laughs> everything you like. Yeah, like I've got a mate who. Um, my writing
1: partner actually—he's uh, completely the opposite. He's moved around a lot in uh, recent years, yeah. And uh, I—he likes to say that he can move in uh, twenty minutes. And I, having seen him and his gear, uh,
0: really, I think it's true.
1: He can—he can pretty much move anywhere in about twenty minutes.
0: Yeah, I know people who can do that. Usually, uh, the sound of police sirens is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's> very encouraging <laughs> yeah, to that it's move, it's, movement. You sound like, yeah. oh, they, they move very quickly. That yeah, suitcase.
1: Yeah, oh gee, that, uh, that yeah. didn't, it wasn't safe. hmm.
0: Now you've, um, as a a showbiz person, which you undoubtedly are, (laughs) um, you would have stayed in a variety of places in your long and illustrious career. You
1: know, it's really funny. I was thinking about this just the other day, and it wasn't until I was quite into my 20s that I ever actually lived in a house. I was always in... Apartments or I had a room in a house. So it was kind of like a house, but it wasn't, you weren't responsible for the whole thing and it didn't feel like a house. It felt like an apartment in some ways or a shared house apartment. But uh, I didn't get into a house until my mid 20s and it was an unusual experience because, uh, you know, I wasn't really au fait with the whole thing of, you know, you had to. Look at the – patrol the boundaries. You get a whole, <laughs> whole different sort of perspective. But once you – and on the road, of course, traveling, you're, yeah. all, you're always staying – I always feel like it was like, – we used to think of it as the light switch rule. Right. If you walked into the room and had no idea where the light switch was, or worse, you went for where the light switch was last week. Right. Uh, uh, which often happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I toured across the U.S. with a show. I was a director of a show a couple of times, long tours across the U.S. The second tour was what they call bus and truck. So right first tour was sit down so you were in each place 2 to 4 weeks right but the second tour was one or two nights in each place and it went uh, many many weeks and we went from you know Maine to Arkansas and that tour was particularly gruelling in that sense. The show was great, but yeah. what was the show? It was the show was the Real Life Brady Bunch. Was oh it Richie, yeah, yeah, Richie Put remember. together by Jill Soloway and Faith Soloway. Now, of course, much better known for being the creators of Transparent on Amazon. Oh song. wow, wow! One of the first Emmy-winning shows for Amazon. And Faith is, is uh, Jill's sister and Faith's the musician, and uh, they've just they wrote together the Transparent uh, musical finale. But they originally created the Real Life Brady Bunch by copying scripts from the original show and performing them live on stage in front of a live audience. How that, clever tour across the U.S. And you directed that? I directed it in Australia. Right. Uh, I came, went over and met them, and I had to get their imprimatur, and you know, yeah, yeah. They, they said it was okay, and so I came back and directed it here, and then when they and the, that show set off on a couple of tours across the U.S., they yeah. would prefer to stay in L.A. and try and sell their stuff, so I took it out on tour. I was the tour director, essentially. Right, right. And uh, it was tremendously, it was a great experience, because you're playing to... You know, the first tour was just playing, learning to American audiences in very, very different regions. The second tour was that plus you were working off in, in two thousand seat arenas. You know, or wow. arena, that's not an arena, but I mean, it's in, big. in terms of comedy, it's, it's a, a lot, lot of people. Independent theatre, it's a lot of people. One place in connected, I think, was nearly three thousand people. So, you, you'd you'd have the wave, the laugh would go up to the back and then come back down again, and the actors had to you had to learn with them how to ride that wave. Wow. Something you really can't do here. And then tomorrow night you're in another place. Right which is not dissimilar. So you you'd really needed to be agile on your feet, learn where the laughs were. And it gave you experience that was very much harder to get here because there just aren't the scale of shows that you play here. No. No. Especially independent unusual alternative comedies, which essentially the Brady's was even though it traded on a very famous name, it was people like Andy Richter and you know a lot of people who've gone on to be, you know, fairly well known in as writers or directors or performers. But in terms of accommodation, in terms of where to stay, yeah, right. You're yeah, always you're always in like Holiday Inns or because it was a pretty bare bones tour. We just had a bus and uh, Davey Jones from the Monkeys was uh, right. at this the same time. and he actually had terrific. It I learned a lot of things from Davey, not not all of which can be discussed in a magazine, <laughs> but but he uh, he had been of course touring for many many years. And he had a couple of basic tips. He said always carry the most important thing. He said is to always carry earplugs. Because oh. you never know when the tour manager puts you in distributes the rooms randomly, yeah you can be sure that sooner or later you 'll be the person who 's closest to the the elevator or worse to the the part of the kitchen where they they' all tip all the bottles out at three in the morning in uh, all or, the bottles Or, 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 just or the get soft dumped. drink machine the soft drink machine there's always something <laughs> yeah. and if you have earplugs, you have much much better chance of of getting a reasonable night 's sleep and so I took that advice, and that was actually one of the one of the better things. Yeah I, yeah, I was almost always sharing with somebody else, but that was also was like was like apartment living, except that you're all in one room. Yeah, yeah. wow. And right, roommates. Totally, and to it was oh like hyper roommates, and you you see each other all night. During the show, and then the next, and then you, then, you and then you're actually in the same room together. The next day, you're on the bus together. So right. you really needed to. It was kind of like hyper share apartment, share house living. Yeah, uh, from your early, you know, your early twenties. How
0: long did this go on for? How long were you? The on The first road tour. For?
1: The first tour was about six to seven months from, from oh DC through to Boston. Wow. And a lot of the actors were from Boston, so we we wrapped up six weeks in Boston. It was great because nearly all the cast had been originally. The, the tour was supposed to. Start in Rhode Island, Providence. Right. So they were all local people, and they knew the area super well. They knew all the good restaurants, all the good bars, yep. and that was so that was great. Second tour, year later, this is '94, went from uh, from Maine to Arkansas, uh, and that was really you know that was real bus and truck stuff. We, yeah. we did play some shows in New Jersey, but mostly it was countryside stuff and right right. Up Tornado Alley, and uh, right. but it was you just saw parts of the country you'd never have seen, and mm. the motels that were all exactly the same.
0: Well, that was the the and thing, wasn't it? That, that every room was supposed to be identical, wherever you, wherever you were in the world, it was the room was exactly same. the same.
1: The, the other joy about oh, HI and some of the other chains was that you
0: get free breakfast.
1: So even uh, if it's like just a, a very ordinary coffee and a donut, that gets you on the bus and you're ready to you know fall back to sleep while the, the bus drives you to the next venue. Because oh, pretty right. much the schedule is you arrive on the bus, the tech crew have left. 12 hours before you and they've set the show up you arrive right. you go to the hotel you go from the hotel to the venue check everything out make sure it's all right do the show do the post show the parties whatever and you get back on the bus go back to the hotel repeat wow. and that's what you do every day wow. for i think this the second tour even though it was more uh there were more places we went to we i think it was only six weeks rather than six right. months something like that anyway it wasn't Anywhere near as long, but it was still plenty long enough.
0: Well, some of it in the original tour, you'd probably be doing two or three nights in the one place.
1: Oh, original place, original tour, we were doing at least a week most of the time. But we we're doing two to four weeks in each place. Right. So even though it's six months, you don't move as often. You probably we probably only moved half a dozen times. Yeah. But the but the second tour, we moved pretty much every night. I don't think we yeah. did. We did a couple of consecutive nights, but not many. Mm. Whereas the first tour, great thing was that we got to uh, we got to see a lot of the country, which we actually got to go places you know we were in florida long enough to go to the Dali museum in st petersburg and we were in in, uh, dc long enough to to go to all the sort of political and artists with Smithsonian and the national air and space museum all that stuff and that was great
0: which is amazing yeah Ah. my travel tip by the way um i always carry a um, one of these one size fits all sink plugs very wise because you would know you you would know You're just saying, I'm just going to wash my face and shave and it's, Ah, where's the water going? Where
1: is it going? What is happening?
0: Yes, (laughs) totally. Yeah. Actually, I saw something on on the internet the other day. If you're ever stuck without a plug, you get a piece of plastic, you put it in the, the plug hole and put a coin. Ah, good thinking. To hold it down there. And then it. You, you get enough water to to wash and shave. Yeah, you,
1: the fridge is important. You the stuff you
0: wearing on this I podcast know, okay. it's it's amazing, incredible.
1: It's like a Swiss Army knife,
0: really. <laughs> um, and you know, you're from Newcastle originally. Is no, I'm that correct? originally from Melbourne. I um, did not I, know that.
1: I was born in Melbourne, uh, in suburban Melbourne, uh, in Springvale, a good uh, fifteen twenty k's from Melbourne uh, central city. I grew up in suburb of suburbs, and then I moved to Sydney uh to go to acting school to November. Right. And then from there I moved to Newcastle in the early eighties and I was there for about oh, from about eighty two to eighty six.
0: Yeah. And then
1: moved back here. And uh pretty much have been in Sydney ever since just spent wow. some time in the US but, you know, mostly here. Yeah.
0: And uh, now, when you you would be over in the states, because w- w- your first job in H- Happy Feet was uh, the voice director. Is that what well, you call it?
1: No, no, not really. I mean, I was I was I did a lot of jobs on Happy Feet. <laughs> My title was I'm um, I was a co director and co writer. Like there, are, these films, worse to say, a big animated feature is in, in a lot of ways like a, a dinosaur. It needs an extra brain about halfway down to keep the legs moving. Right, and that's sort of what we did. The sort of slightly dumb brain. Down the halfway down the machine to keep the legs moving. We would, George Miller would be, he runs the show, it's his show. Right. But we would often, he would instruct us to say, Listen, can you listen to all these takes of audio, all this stuff? Can you make a cut and yeah. I'll listen to it? And he would always often extensively recut what you'd done. But the idea was that you cleared the dead wood out first. We always just say we're building the plane as it heads down the runway, (laughs) which just sounds like madness. Totally, it it is. Well, that's but that's why George is saying he's an extraordinary individual because you know he would say, Well, what we are doing is we are jumping off the cliff and we are building the wings on the way down, (laughs) and that you should hope before you hit the rocks you get to glide. And it's the daring of that, you know, you, you know, we're not talking about you know a few hundred thousand dollars on a movie this is a very big budget very big international movie yeah. and our stakes are very high and yeah. yet uh not only did you pull it off you won the oscar so you know we
0: it was a tremendous,
1: tremendous privilege Could you to went to the
0: on. oscars didn't you i, I did you? not go i did oh. go
1: to the us i, I was there but <laughs> they right. only have so many seats All per, right. a, per right. film and the producers usually go And because I was a a co-director and co-writer, there wasn't enough seats for us. So we we went to a number of parties. And actually, um, I was heading between two parties when it was announced that we won. Because we weren't quite exactly sure when they made the announcement, who was the best animated feature. And I suddenly started getting a lot of texts on my phone. And I thought, oh, no, I'm not going to jinx it. I'm not going to look, not going to look. And I finally, thought, when I arrived at the party, they weren't watching it. They, they were recording it to watch it later on. It was a friend right. that made as a cinematographer. And finally, I checked my texts, and you know, there rich people congratulating, saying, well done, you guys, you've won. I thought, I've got to see if this is real. <laughs> so I asked them to put it on, and they did. And unfortunately, Cameron Diaz, in the replay, said the same thing as she said in the first one, was it you know, Happy Feet wins. So we were very pleased.
0: That's great. Yeah. great. Particularly, we, we had
1: thought... That it was cars was up that year, and it was thought that yeah, know, that, that was we, a big. That one. was a, we thought, and that it was America. Yeah, it was John Lasseter too. Yeah. So, you know, it yeah. was like he was a very popular man in the town, so there was the thought that uh, it was going to go to them. But uh, you know, the little Aussie, little Aussie battler came through in the end.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I, in my very brief sojourn in LA in the Fox Television office, um, uh, David Martin. Was had he had been head of Fox here, and he went over there, and he took me over for a while, and uh, he got a phone call saying, uh, "You got to go to the Golden Globes now." And he went, "Oh, really? I, I had something I was going to watch it at home." They said, "No, you are effectively the producer of." I'm trying to remember the the name of the the cop show. It was a hard boiled Michael uh, Chiklis. Uh, oh, boy? Shield. Shield, yeah, oh, it's one it, of the classics. He classic said, you, you are, and he said yeah I've only been here three weeks you know I, yeah but yeah, but you are the guy who's in charge of the studio who made that so you have to be there and and I think they won too so.
1: well, the great thing about the Golden Globes, of course is that it's uh it's booze it's free booze. right and, uh, and <laughs> and it shows it's kind of like the logies um, yes uh. except', that, except that it's even it's a, it's even smaller really So um. uh, if Prince doesn't show up because it's because it, uh, he'll say it's because of traffic, but it probably wasn't.
0: I did. I did um, the the Logies once. Uh, I it was uh, Rain Shadow had a nomination at the ABC. Wonderful show. As I recall. Thank you very much. And my I got to do the red carpet. Right? So I'm standing there at the end of the red carpet, going, "Wow, this is like the first and only time," as it turned out. And this very attractive young woman came up to me and she said, "Have you got a partner to walk down?" The, the carpet. And I said, no, I don't. She said, would you mind? Sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there am I in my, my suit, you know. Your penguin suit. My penguin suit with this very attractive young woman. And my wife, who's a journalist, as you know. Of course. Has managed to get a, a press pass oh, to funny. go into the photographic. <laughs> Thing,
1: right, uh, this, this what could possibly go wrong. <laughs>
0: so, she's gonna take a picture of me in the red carpet. So, first of all, she gets over the shock of <laughs> discovering I have a new woman in my life. But then, you know, like people are going, you know, people are going down, and you know, there's the actors, the, yes, uh, the, everyone's calling know, their name, yeah, yeah, you know, and and so I'm coming past, and she sees me and she goes, Jimmy, Jimmy. And I turn round to to smile at her, and all the photographers like going, Jimmy, here, here, Jimmy, Jimmy. <laughs> and then as I'm walking past, I can hear them going, Who is who yeah, was, that was that guy? Who's yeah, that yeah. guy? Oh
1: yeah, I've done. Believe me, Happy Feet too. I went with. Uh, I ended up walking the the blue carpet. Uh-huh. With the lovely Kate Flannery, who's, uh uh-huh. was Meredith in The Office. Yes, the woman yes. Who was always drunk and
0: flashing. Her. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: I'd known her since the Will I Brady's, in which she played Carol Brady. We, right. I'd known her since the early 90s. She's a t- still a good mate of ours and terrific, very funny woman. So she offered to go down the cup with you, which is great because everyone knew who she was. Yeah. Her partner, Chris Haston, is the in house photographer at NBCUniversal. Yeah. So he knows everybody, he knows yep. all the, the, the pro photographers, and they all know him. And so they know her. So yeah. to be with her was fantastic because everybody, it made what can be a, a very awkward and difficult situation yeah, yeah. quite fun. I mean, George Miller loves to tell the story of. Uh, when he was, I think it was Witches of Eastwick, it might have been a little later, he was doing, doing some red carpet event and he stepped out and they're all calling, George, 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 which they do. But he, yeah. thought, oh, they, they, he thought, oh, this is that nice, they're calling my name. He looked up and smiled and he realised that George Clooney was right behind him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the young woman who walked up the Logie's red carpet with me was very impressed <laughs> with the photographers calling my name. Okay, we are going to have to talk about apartments because yes. that's why people listen to this. We'll take a little break, a little musical break and we'll be back with Warren Coleman and we'll be talking about apartments. And we're back. We got Warren Coleman in the Flatchat Rap Studio, uh, such as it is. <laughs> It's in an apartment, and that's what we're talking about. Uh, so, Warren, you are after thirty years, yes. you're selling your apartment.
1: Yes, yes. You I, could do a, do a
0: pitch right now.
1: I know exactly. I'm wearing. How a, many How
0: many rooms has it got?
1: It's got. It's got a lot of rooms. No, it's got about. It's got about eight or nine rooms. It's it, there are. Uh, uh there are two bedrooms. Um uh two and a half 'cause there's a sunroom that could be converted to a bedroom, but really we use it as an office. It's not really big enough. And it's on the third floor, so we get lots of light. It's a mm-hmm. little six uh unit building yep. from the uh, mid nineteen twenties. Uh beautiful vintage, it's been really well looked after. Uh and it's a beautiful little street. Uh our street is a cul-de-cul de sac. It was, I believe, once the round drive at the front of Major uh, Thomas Mitchell, who was the Surveyor General of New South Wales, is a house right. in the 1810s. The, is gone. the house is long gone, but the drive, though covered in asphalt, yes. something that he probably wouldn't even possibly be able to imagine, mm. still remains. So right. there's a ghost of an old... It, it, it always looks like... I have a brother who uh, visits me sometimes from, from the other side of the uh, harbour, and he says that uh, that uh, it's kind of like a gated community without a gate.
0: Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, and very nice people, very arty people around there as
1: well. It's I... a long history of arty folk too. I mean, when I worked at Kennedy Miller, I learned that a number of the uh, the better-known hair and makeup folk and wardrobe folk who used to work at Kennedy Miller, which is which was in those days up at the uh, Old Metro Theatre, mm. and not mm. that an eight-minute walk from my house, had lived in the street. So there was wow. quite a... Uh, in fact, we, eventually, we originally picked the place up and we had a long, unusual history with it, some friends of ours who were radio and um, TV personalities and writers had had the apartment and uh they had a connection with a woman that we knew and that's how we found out the place was available. When we left our previous place, we moved in there, yep. rented there, and then we moved from the bottom of the building to the top and then the people who we were renting from decided to sell and oh. we bought directly from them. Wow. Um, they were wonderful, wonderful folk. Your partner,
0: your wife, Yeah, Therese. my partner, my partner, Therese. Partner, Therese. Yes. Yes. She's an artist too. She is indeed.
1: We've, we've both come at the Art caper from different points of view. Well, she's is, visual. She's a visual artist. And, and
0: multi. Media is that she
1: does work in a lot of different media. She's worked in you know, she done photography and uh, she shot certainly shot some films, but really she would regard herself as a a painter, a printer. Um, right. And these days she uses uh, digital printing. You know, does a lot uh, of the work in the computer and then prints it up in very beautiful, you know, f- f- fully finished form. But she used to be a collageist. She's done lots of different things, yeah. really.
0: You have to be careful. These I-, I was doing my degree in in uh, my MA. And uh, you know, chatting with the 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 tutor, and you know, she was saying we're pushing the boundaries of writing, and I said something like, "Well, as long as you're not going to do one of these stupid things of flashing words up on a wall, you know." And she said, "That's exactly my my my, that's my work. That's my new installation, which opens on Friday. That's the last thirty years of my life." (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you have to go oh yeah i'm sure you're really good
1: <laughs> but the, but the upshot of it all of, of our adventure in buying an apartment or having the apartment we have is that we'd never actually bought an apartment on the open market oh, we you've never rented, done that
0: thing of never trudging no. around and looking at all these and yeah and we've lived through the period yeah do you remember when like fights would break out mm-hmm. and and people would <laughs> they'd go to auctions and they'd they'd bit more money they could ever dream of owning and then break down in tears when somebody else bid $100 more. (laughs) All those were the fun days. Oh, man, back when it was a contact sport. Yeah, exactly. So you missed all that. Missed
1: all that, but we did sniff around a couple of times in the last few years thinking, will we, will we, will we? And then I think, because it's usually Therese, she decided to take the bit between the teeth and thought, let's actually really seriously do this. Yes. And once she started to get that underway, uh, it all started rolling on. And the next thing I knew, I'm putting things in boxes and... Yeah. To figure out Are you doing that, that
0: Japanese woman thing of you're know, holding things up and no,
1: deciding if it gives you? <laughs> uh, you're know the Swedish death cleaning book.
0: No, no.
1: That's it's called Swedish death cleaning. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And this Swedish woman is like, you know, you when you die, yeah, someone will have to go through all of your gear. Right. So why not make it a little easier for them? Like right. In other words, why don't you do it now? Why wait until you die to right. clean your gear up? So yeah. it's a much more brutal kind well, of It's a, brutal
0: just, just thinking, thinking about, about it. it. Yeah. It's
1: very Swedish, I think, and yeah. Japanese. Whereas the Japanese can be brutal, but they can also be nice with
0: it. Oh, lovely people. Lovely. I, I was in Japan, well, it's now last year for the first time. I just couldn't believe how polite and, <laughs> and nice and clean. It's so clean. It's a wonderful culture. It is. It has its downside. But, but don't we all? But yes. <laughs> if indeed. we're looking at, it, if we're doing it right. And that, that woman, I forget her name, but everybody's. Marie like, Kondo. Marie Kondo. Yeah. So you got to hold things up and see if they bring you pleasure. They bring yeah. joy. If they joy, joy. Joy. If they I, don't bring joy. Surprise! You know, old batteries. That'll put a smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: uh, I, well, let's not go there. But I, I found the most difficult thing is because I'm I'm quite sentimental and I keep lots and lots of the and if, working in the theatre over the years. As an actor and as a director, you a lot of memorabilia and press cuttings and stuff come your way. Yeah. Uh, but what I've discovered, I've I fired up my old scanner and it's great. You just scan up any reviews, all that sort of stuff, and then you can throw the physical thing away. And yeah. I've actually that's made an enormous dent in my uh, pile of kipple.
0: Right. I um, yeah. I, I used to keep all the newspapers I'd ever worked <laughs> on, and then yeah, we got to the point of having to move house <laughs> to, yeah. to accommodate them. Yeah. And that's a great. It's very liberating when you just say I. I have never looked at these things yeah. in years, yeah. and I am going to put them away. Wait. I, I found it. I've been finding that it's
1: it's both stressful and liberating. And you, your house, while you're packing everything up, looks both depleted and yet still full of lots of things that yes. you don't really need, but you, that you can
0: actually see now. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I'm also surprised learning, and this is something I, I uh, until this had happened, I would never have known this. I don't think I've also surprised at how um, how much stuff we managed to get in. Uh, a, a 78 square meter apartment It's mm. it, you would think it's small mm. but it's actually like a ship there are nooks and crannies everywhere yeah. it's a, it, our, our apartment is a, a relatively large space with some with the bedrooms and kitchen attached so we're looking at places at the moment and wondering, where we, even though they're all bigger than the place we own, we're yep. thinking, how are we going to fit all our stuff in here? Because a modern place doesn't have, uh, has a lot of storage often, but doesn't have so many walls to hang pictures on. So no, it'll that's be a, true. A salon hang, as they say, yeah. one picture, uh, one, one
0: above the other. All oh, right. Yes. Oh, very good. So there'll be a Well, you light can light. put cables and things there. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. Get all it. that stuff. It's all these days. One of the best things I did in this apartment was because they had really deep cupboards.
1: Yes. Which, I see. Meant,
0: which meant that. See, you've got hostages in there. <laughs> well, shh, you're not supposed to tell people that. Okay. And it meant that, you know, when you started digging, it was like doing an archaeological dig. <laughs> you <know>, it's it <laughs> like you're nice. it finding, oh, this is. Oh. Oh, these lentils are from the period <laughs> when I was working in television. Well, I'm
1: staggered. I found my birth certificate the other day. Now, I didn't even know I had it. Right. But, uh, my mum had obviously put some of these things together in an old scrapbook, which I found. I didn't even know I had that either. Because that's the other thing that happens is you think, wow, why do I have that and wow how can I how can I even have that how can that even be <laughs> right but it, so the, the discovery the, the journey of discovery is ongoing
0: mm. but I put in sliding drawers in the cupboard uh, so good they good slide good. all the way out uh, and now hasn't changed. We still have stuff that's like ancient history in terms of pulses. But it's uh, at least we can get to them exactly. quicker. Exactly. And
1: let's face it. That's The other,
0: the other thing uh, that's been interesting is in terms of
1: um, the gallery of gear that you've got.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I dropped a lot of my T-shirts and I, I got, threw out a lot of things because I haven't had to for a long time. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'm going to move all these things. Let's see what's any good. So I, I did thin my T-shirts by at least a third. And then the others, I thought, well, wow, uh, this is where these are. I should wear these more often. They're actually pretty good. Yeah. So you end up using
0: things that yeah, you haven't yeah. used for a
1: long time because you think, well, if I'm still keeping them, I might as well give them a go. Oh,
0: and you're wearing a very attractive T-shirt. I with, know, it's my Yuri Gagarin. Yuri Gagarin, but with uh, Chinese right? Because it's,
1: I bought it in Shanghai in a ah. fantastic, uh, one of those uh, not entirely above board markets ah, ah. Uh, where there are knockoffs of you know famous English and other designers. But there was a fantastic T-shirt store with all these... Terrific revolutionary images right. and and pro Soviet Yuri Gagarin. First made have, in space. Have, what's not to like?
0: I have some space food. Uh, I have I have. Astronaut I bet Yuri food. didn't have that kind of food. I, I, I and now that I'm vegetarian, Yuri, I can't even, even eat it. I <laughs> but you know what do you do? You, somebody buys you a packet of space food from the space museum in Moscow, and you go and they, they say that it's in vending machines. People buy this stuff and eat it. So what do you do? Do you hold on to it? 'Cause it'll last forever. Yeah, pretty much. Uh or do you eat it? And then stupidly you become vegetarian like I did recently and now and the, the I can't. I have to give it to someone else. We'll have to take a picture of you and your attractive T shirt for the pod. Please do. So you're out there. You're in the market. We're looking. Like, we're it's looking. like dating again.
1: It is like dating. It's like you know, you 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 find particular places you like, and you really form an attachment to them. But you know they're seeing other people. Uh-huh. So you've got to <laughs> okay. you've got to make sure you're seeing other people too. You've uh, got to spread yourself around. Yeah. It's not like you know. It's kind of like being fifteen again. You've got yeah. to sort of. Not allow yourself to get uh, too boxed into too, a corner. Too, but because, you do, you
0: know. The next thing you know, do, you're writing poetry to your to, Totally, to yeah. your house. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> and you're visualising how many times we've visualised what we would put where when you walk into a place. And we've, we've only done a few so far. Yeah. We didn't make the emotional mistake of finding something we really liked very early on, which kind of upset our plan. We were set for a long campaign. Right. But it turned out we've actually found something we liked fairly early on. So now we're going to have to... You know, not allow that to completely skew Mm -hmm. our... Well, we mm. won't. We, we'll find a way. We'll find a way. You've
0: got this because you want to sell the apartment you're in. Yes, we so want you to sell. can afford to buy yes, the one exactly. you're moving there's, into. It,
1: that's the other thing that, of course, you soon realise the mechanics of buying and selling are uh, the only ever been of academic interest, but now a very visceral interest. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, you know that in order to go to a, if you like a property, but you see it's being auctioned before your place is sold. <laughs> there's no point even thinking about yeah. it because yeah. you know that's not going to. There lies heartbreak. Or, totally. Although it is good um I have a brother who works in the business and he said look you know it's it, the, whenever he's moving so he's moved a lot he said the more places you see the the uh the better sense you get of what you like and he said even if it sounds counterintuitive you start to get your parameters a lot a lot uh lot clearer you start to realize how much what you know, you walk your target in, you know, yes. you start to get yeah. a sense of what really you need and what you don't. So that's been useful, and I pretty much know what I'll be doing with my Saturday mornings for the next
0: uh, <laughs> well, eight I, weeks. A couple of years ago, I wrote a book called The Ultimate Guide I, to Buying and I Selling. Recal-
1: I recall it. And I re- um, I'm packing it away when I was putting my library
0: away. <laughs> and, uh, and then I devised this thing called uh, the Need Want Like List. Yes. So you go, I need, you know, two bedrooms and a study. And I need it to be near a park or a school or whatever. Maybe or, or that could be a need. It could be a want. It could be a like. Yes. But basically you go, these are the things I need. I cannot yes. exist without these things. These are the things I want. Which These are the things that would be good to have, but they're not deal breakers. And these are the things I'd really like to have. And that's the thing that when you've got two competing properties, yeah, you look to the third and you say, Oh yes. that one's got Yes. That's what one's got the fabulous view of yes. Jimmy Thompson's apartment. Yes. That's, that's, Which is, you know, it's yeah. the stalker's eye view. No, absolutely. So but that was the days when you went through the newspaper. Yeah. You're just putting rings around yes. things in the newspaper. Now you go online. And does it still work? I think it does, but it kind of works in reverse yeah. you you kind of you go like you click on how many rooms, three rooms yes. you know it, does it have a balcony does it have a swimming pool da, 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 da. and then you you find you've got no problem Yes, yeah you'll (laughs) find an all set yeah (laughs) (laughs) and and so you start unclicking boxes and and eventually you get closer to the thing yeah right that's that's right so you find somewhere that you're keen on yeah we have we have but uh say we're
1: still looking because you know we've got to keep dating until we can actually have uh you
0: don't want to settle down too quickly no
1: exactly i mean you know you know Mm. we've, we've uh We've taken some counsel, and mm. we've had a bit of a look around. And look, we we will keep looking, just partly because it's uh, it's always it, this is the point we've not been here very often, where you get to look around. Where every other time we have found something has chosen us in a way, yeah, or it's fell, fell into our laps, or and of course there's you know what it will cost and everything else. You know, that's mm. that's that becomes its own very when something for auction, you don't know what it's going to cost, so. It kind of one of the things that we're hoping will help us give a little clarity to our search is once we've actually sold, we'll know how much money we've got, and
0: uh, then yes, we know what that, our that gives amazing clarity, extraordinary. <laughs> yeah, that's a sinus-clearing clarity. The, yeah, the focus of that puts totally on things. totally. Warren, we have been. We could talk all day. I know. We and could talk all year. True, of course, and no one will be enlightened. no none, no one whatsoever. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. We should do this more often. Absolutely, as always,
1: it has been a pleasure for me too.
0: Something <laughs> like that. Warren Coleman, thank you so much for coming on the Flat Chat Wrap. Thank you, sir. <laughs> If you enjoy these podcasts, and would you still be listening if you didn't, you can subscribe free of charge on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and lots of other podcast platforms. As I said, it's free of charge, and that means the podcast will be delivered directly to your phone, laptop, or computer as soon as it's published. You'll find links at the end of the show notes, that's the related story, on the Flat Chat website. And the website is where you go to find the stories we've been discussing today as well as about 10 years of archives and, of course, your questions and answers on the Flat Chat forum. Just log in to flat-chat.com.au to ask a question or, even better, answer someone else's. Okay, thanks for listening. Talk to you again soon.